little nerds and nerdettes. Junior ambassadors, boys and girls of all ages. We're nerds and uh, we're pretty proud of it. You're entering the Nerd United Nations podcast. Never apologize for being nerdy. All things geek are up for grabs. Because unnerdy people never apologize for being assholes. Now, here's your ambassadors, Melissa Nicholson and Jared Boots. Welcome, nerds and nerdettes, to the Nerd Nations podcast. I'm your Canadian ambassador for the Great White North, Melissa Nicholson, and with me, as always, is our ambassador to the Midwest United States, Jared Boots. How are you, Jared? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Finally uh, took a break from the scarathon. I ain't watching much Thanksgiving movies, but that's the only way we can get ahead of Guy. <laughs> Start watching Thanksgiving. I think he's already start. I think he's already starting on next year's uh, scarathon. Oh, probably. I'm talk- <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of Guy, Guy, how you doing, man? I'm I'm uh, I'm 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 good. I'm good. I haven't killed anybody, so that's a that's a plus maybe (laughs) (laughs) i'd say you deserve a sticker for that (laughs) maybe a cookie i haven't i haven't bitch slapped anybody so okay that earns cookies then (laughs) (laughs) so i know he used the qualifying word yet because the year is not over no no we are coming up on a friday the 13th Mm. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. Yep. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today? Well, t- today we're going to be talking about one of the best feel-good movies of all time that just turned five years old. Uh, that'd be the Peanuts movie from 2005. Or, two, no, 2015. 2015. It's been a long year. I could not believe when you told me that this movie was five years old already. it, it doesn't feel like it at all. I knew it's been a couple of years, but no, I think it was five. But the last handful, the last five, ten years have just slipped right by, it seems like. Well, yeah. Not this year. <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, we're, we're officially in 2050 if we go anywhere what this year's felt like. So. <laughs> I can't argue that. <laughs> Uh, of course, we had to bring Guy on because Guy, you've mentioned I think a couple times that on air, or at least we've in these some of our chats, you've mentioned that you really love this movie, and uh, it's one of our favorite feel-good films too. I do, I, I, I do, I, I love this movie. It's a, it's, oh, it's a great, it's a, it's a great movie. Mm. They, they really knocked it out of the park with this one. We'll, we'll we get to save that discussion for a few minutes here. Uh, so. 
Melissa asked me to give a, the brief synopsis for the film, and I went with IMDb's. And I'm not I'm not really sure I agree with uh, IMDb's synopsis of the movie because it says that Snoopy embarks upon his greatest mission as he and his team take to the skies to pursue their arch nemesis, while his best pal Charlie Brown begins his own epic quest back home to win the love of his life. That just seems kind of weird. I think that should be flipped. Yeah. This is like the Red Baron the Red Baron stuff is like the B plot and Charlie Brown trying to win over the redheaded girl is the main plot there. It's it's, it's not even it's, I mean it's not even a, 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 I mean it's it's the story he's writing is what it, it it is so it's just Yeah. Maybe they felt they needed to put Snoopy in there because of, you know, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Although you know what's funny is that like I watched the I watched the movie today to to do my homework on it and uh i noticed on disney plus on at least on mine it says they've called it snoopy and charlie brown the uh peanuts movie and and i i've noticed that in some countries they've done that so yeah um, well snoopy snoopy's the pull for most people so Mm -hmm. just goes to show nobody cares about charlie brown He's such a blockhead. <laughs> uh, like I said, the film was released on November 6th, 2015. And it is the first feature-length Peanuts film to be released after Charles Schultz's death in 2000. Mm-hmm. And it came from Blue Sky Studios. So... uh one thing we're getting into doing now with our episodes, we first experimented with Guy and Mikey back on our anniversary episode. We're talking about Killer Clowns from Outer Space. We're starting to adopt a roundtable-like discussion because it keeps us on task more and it generates a lot of good conversation. Um, so we're going to do another roundtable again tonight talking about the film. Uh, we all have some questions written up and going down the line of the panel and answer them and Generates some good discussion about this awesome movie. So the first question for the panel, we'll start with Guy. Is uh, what was your first exposure to the Peanuts franchise prior to this film? Oh my goodness. Um, way back in the days of of no cable and three channels. Um, way back before even the the Fox was a thing. You had CBS. Um, I used to watch. Uh, the old, you know, um, uh, Charlie Brown specials, Thanksgiving, the the Halloween, the Christmas one, um, and then I, I probably my first, very first is probably uh, the original comic strip. You know, back when there was actual, you know, papers every Sunday, and they bring <laughs> the comic strips and stuff like that. So I'm really showing my age. <laughs> And Melissa, what about you? You know, it was, that was a tough question to answer because I honestly don't know when exactly I was introduced to that franchise. I knew that, um, you know, there was the comic strip in the, the local newspaper and um, and that was about it. And then I was introduced to, you know, the film, like the, the um, Great Pumpkin and Christmas christmas movie and that was kind of about it really um but i'm not really sure at what point i was introduced to it but i've 
I think it's always kind of been there. Like, it's just something that's just been there, and I kind of just got introduced to it and have loved it for ages. <laughs> well, it's as American as apple pie, or as Canadian as maple syrup, I guess. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, my answer is about the combination of uh, both of yours. Um, like guy, I don't, I don't come from the time of three channels, but um, I do remember watching the specials as a kid. I can't, I want to probably say maybe the Christmas one is probably the first one I saw, but I'm also uh, a fan of the comic strip. So I can't remember which one I got introduced first, either the comic strip or the animated specials. But like Melissa, it's always just been in the ether it's just always been around in pop culture but uh yeah i really it's like a chicken and egg which came first the specials or the comic strip for me but i do just remember being introduced to them at a, at a young age mm-hmm. but uh they just become a, a part of the american at least the american pop culture zeitgeist i don't know about what's the are they as are they as part of the big zeitgeist up there in canada as they are down here in the states or i mean no, I don't, maybe not as much, but it's certainly there. Like, it's part of, um, because, like, I think I, when I, when I saw the movie, it was on CBC. Like, they play, because, like, every year they would play, like, Christmas movies and stuff. And, and I think it was, it was part of that. And that's probably maybe when I saw it. Um, but it's kind of always been there for that. But I don't know if it was really that if it, it's not really that big of a thing here. I don't think anyway. But I mean, a lot of people know about it. They, you know, they know the characters and stuff. It's not like it's a non-existent thing up here, but it's not as uh, it's not it's not a cultural icon. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's not as big as it is, like maybe as it is in the states. Communists, so. I tell you, communists. <laughs> <laughs> Like, only commies and Nazis don't like Charles Bradley Brown. <laughs> Seriously, how do you not? I, I, Charlie, come on, it's Charlie Brown. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> yeah. Guys, gonna go up there and slap every Canadian now. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the minute the minute the border opens, he's running over and slapping everybody. <laughs> One day it's gonna be a, a ring at the a doorbell ring, and it's gonna be guy, and it's whap, and then he's just gonna run away. <laughs> What's going on? Use use all the South Park stereotypes. Hey, watch Charlie Brown, buddy. Watch yeah. Charlie Brown, friend. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Guy, when did you see this film for the first time? Uh, Opening weekend. Me and my boys went and saw it uh, Saturday morning um, because they they their mom would drop them off or I picked them up um, on Friday and. I don't do Friday nights usually because, you know, that's just insanity. Uh, so we got up and we went and saw it um, uh, Saturday morning. Nice. Pack theater up there? Or? 
Um, we went well for a Saturday morning. It was it was pretty full. We we saw. Did we see this at? We used to have an Alamo Draft House, and I'm pretty sure we saw it at the Alamo Hog Draft House. Um, yeah, I think I think I I it was it was it was fairly full for a Saturday morning because usually Saturday mornings here in Michigan are not that full unless it's like you know Avengers Endgame or something like that. You know, usually Saturday mornings are fairly decent where you can get in there and you can have space between you and the people. Because social distance before you had to social distance. <laughs> the way the theater should be. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, 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 eh, we know we know how much of a fan I am of people. So. <laughs> well, you're you're a good company. <laughs> people can continue to stay six feet away from me once this is done. And Melissa, what about you? When did you see this film for the first time? Uh, I saw it um, probably a couple days after it came out in theaters. Um, my mom and I went to see it, and it was a it was a pretty packed um, movie theater. And what I thought was interesting was that, like, there was there was quite a few children at this, of course, being an animated movie and all that stuff. But there was a lot of um, a lot of gray hairs, like a lot of older people seeing it too, which I think was kind of cool. I think it's probably that like nostalgia thing of that generation, you know, growing up with it, whatever, and then them seeing it, seeing a newer movie. So, yeah, I, mean, I thought well, that was kind of cool. Penis has been around since at least the sixties. Yeah, late fifties. I think the strip at least the late. Late 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like the specials are from the 60s. They're not. They're, they're uh, well, the original specials. I know they he's had. They've had a couple that came out a little bit later, but the original, you know, three holiday specials were from the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's uh, that'd be that's very understandable. They really catch on the nostalgia there. Uh, that it's mm-hmm. peanuts are like a multi generational thing that pretty much everybody can enjoy. Like you and your mom went, guy and his boys went, so. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think I'd be the one to see this movie the latest. I didn't see this till it came out on uh, Blu-ray. Oh wow! So, it was it was a day one purchase. purchase I, for me. I talked about seeing it with one of my co. Oh, I, I think I rented it first just to make sure. I I I rarely I figured I would have loved it, but I I rarely buy things sight unseen, mm-hmm. so. I always want to, I just want to be hit a little that little safety net. But um I remember when the came out, I was in just, I think I just getting ready to turn thirty and I was working with a guy at work and he was like thirty seven and me and him talked about going to see it together and like they realized like it'd be kinda of weird two guys in their thirties go sit in a the theater full of children watching this movie. Nah, you'd have been <laughs> which fine. is never again. Yeah. yeah. Well <laughs> when I went to go see when I went to go Batman, it was all dudes my age or older. Yeah, like I said, you would you would have been just fine. Yeah, I don't look I don't look upon that. Uh, I, I probably would have. I wish I didn't care as much as I did back then. I, I should have gone and seen it in the theater, but I think I just got so busy back then too. I just never got into seeing it. By the time it was gone, did it have a quick exit from theaters? I don't know. I do I do not know. I think it did fairly well. 
I think so, it made too. at least double. It made double its budget at least. Uh, I think it made like two fifty nine worldwide on a ninety nine million dollar budget. So it mm-hmm. at least doubled its budget. I just can't keep track of this thing. Sometimes they're in and out like nothing, or or they hang around oh, they for a while. But they, yeah. I kind of feel like. It was like it, I think it like it did pretty well, but I also think it, it really. I don't feel like it was in theaters for very long because like I went to see it and then it was I don't know another few weeks or something and then it was out. So yeah. Well, come out this close to Thanksgiving, they probably had to get ready for like their big Thanksgiving releases and Christmas releases too. So yeah. Oh, uh, guy, what makes this film a feel-good film for you? Um. What doesn't make it a feel-good film for you? Um, I mean, what, one, it's 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 peanuts. It's comfort. I mean, it's comfort viewing. Anytime you watch something that has to do with Charles Schultz's uh, peanuts, uh, it's it's comfort. It, it's it's kind of it's the kind of thing that, uh, that 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 when you need a, an uplift, you can watch any of any of their any of their show their specials or it's always uplifting um the message is really good um the heart it's got more heart than most movies have ever had i mean it i mean we're, we're talking my favorite movie of all time which is my favorite feel-good movie of all time is harvey um and this is a close second when it comes to heart and feel-good ability for me um because it's, it's just it's just the message and the and the familiarity and the uh, and just the penis and i mean it's just it's the peanuts. I mean, it's 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 Charlie Brown and Lucy and Linus and and Snoopy, you know, and Pigpen and Schroeder. I mean, it's it's just it's 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 like I don't know. It's like it's like watching old Bugs Bunny. It just feels and on top of the message, you know, that you have with this thing. That's just you know, never give up. Keep on trying. You are who you are. You know, I mean, it's. It's a feel-good movie. It's the one that always brings tears to my eyes when I watch it, but not in a sad way. Tears of, of happiness, which is, you know, which is odd because, you know, we don't want people to know I have too many feelings, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry, guy. We only have, like, 13 listeners, and they won't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like, they're like we're, not, we're not believing a word this guy says because every time he comes on, he is the loudest piece of shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, I remember how red him and Jared got in that Mila Jovovich episode. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely does tug on the heartstrings. I, I'm man enough to admit I welled up three times last night just rewatching it. It's a movie I've seen numerous times over the last four and a half years, five I, years. So. I, I think I watch it once a year about um and every it, it 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 brings you know like i said it's not it's not i'm crying because i'm sad i'm crying because i'm happy you know and and mm-hmm. you know it, it just makes you feel good i mean it's just it's just it's just great it really is yeah. melissa what about you what makes this a feel good film for you <laughs> just all of it like it's just it's such a it's such a charming fun full of heart film and what i really love though is that you know charlie brown finally gets his happy ending 
his kind of redemption of so many years of just going through shit, you know, and and him finally getting that. It's just like, oh, it's, you're just so proud of him. And, and you know, it just, it, it honestly, it brings such tears of joy to, <laughs> joy to my eyes because it's just like, yes, finally, you, you get some, like, genuine happiness and awesome in your life you know <laughs> you know it's like you just he's, he's an animated character and yet you feel so much for him like you just like he's real you know it's you know but yeah and just the the whole film itself is just it it just oozes heart and and it just it doesn't let go of that joy and happiness and it's got so many so much positive messages and you know you, you cannot help but feel so good like after watching it because you, you just feel so uplifted and and just you know happier than you were than when you went in to watch the movie you know <laughs> so yeah I, I love everything about it there's there there isn't a you know a moment I don't like and it's just the, the definition of a feel-good film so it definitely, uh, you know, I had a pretty good day today, but it it was, I watched it today and it was just such a freaking pick me up. Like, it was just so good. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, yeah, I love it. What about uh, you, Jared? Uh, call it a clean sweep across the board amongst all three of us. It's like, what is not to love about this film? Um uh if you guys watched our live video we did back and was all the way back in may already now melissa when we talked about our favorite feel-good films yeah that yeah, was may for Ooh. mental health mental health awareness month um yeah we, act- we actually tried to record that as an actual episode but the audio got messed up but uh i believe i almost started crying just talking about the film while we were talking about the film and um just sitting there talking about it because we talk about charlie brown is catches shit from almost anybody to the point you're watching this film like what the fuck did this kid do to anybody to deserve this like even look at the halloween special me and mikey talk about the halloween special what the hell did this kid do to anybody that he gets nothing but rocks when he goes trick-or-treating but uh you see life like continually kicking him down even throughout this film and at the end he just keeps on pushing forward pushing forward and at the end he gets his happy ending Everything comes around. Even Lucy comes around on him for the most part. And then pulled up like three times rewatching it for homework again. But then I always lose it whenever he hugs Snoopy at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just those happy <laughs> tears come flowing like the Hoover Dam, man. <laughs> or as they say in Scrooge, Ni- Niagara Falls, Frankie. Niagara Falls. <laughs> 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 I, I I almost want to reconsider making this my number one feel good film over Dumbo because this which wait, wait, which, which, this. Wait, which which Dumbo the original or the new one? Uh, Tim Burton's Dumbo. Hey, Tim Burton's Dumbo actually really really good. Um, I did, origi- I did love it. I, I I actually loved the original too. Uh, it's it's in my top five of Disney car- Disney cartoons. It's in my top five too. It's up there. Um, next question for the panel, uh, does the plot flow smoothly in this movie or does it feel like segments that are patched together like past specials? 
uh, guy. I think it. I think it flows smoothly. I. I mean. I mean, it's segments because it's 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 peanuts, and that's what the, that. I mean, it would not be a penis movie if it wasn't segments strung together. But they're strung together very well. So. So I think it. I think it's. I think it flows very smoothly. I would agree with that, honestly. Like, it's it just transitions so well from the the different things, like you know Snoopy writing and his you know Red Baron stories to Charlie's story to like it. It just flows really well, and it and it transitions from each thing nicely. I think I, it's uh, it, it doesn't ever feel like it's choppy at all or abruptly like oh we're gonna go to this or that. It's just transitioning really nicely to throughout the film so yeah, the, the story does transition very smoothly and they had they have things that come back and pay off like in a normal like you used to get those uh, vhs i actually have some of the vhs tapes of charlie brown and it was just you could tell it's all just segments patched together but with this, at least the elements of the plot come back to play later on in the film like the whole any other regular thing would have like had just had the segment where they're taking the test and it never would have paid off again the rest of the film or mm-hmm. him getting the redhead girl's pencil. It's it, but everything flows together more smoothly. So it is like an over more overarching story. Um, I almost say that the red Baron stuff feels less time Philly too. than, for example, the uh, great pumpkin where it just seems like the red Baron stuff is there just to, pad the time where it actually i think it interweaves with the story a little bit better than in uh specials past mm-hmm. i would agree i can agree with that yeah mm-hmm. absolutely like it, it really doesn't feel like there's there's a moment where it's just oh we're just gonna throw this in to fill time like it's just it all intertwines with each other so well it works yeah just th- this movie's flawless so <laughs> the only thing it was missing was a charlotte braun reference that would have nailed it <laughs> you familiar with charlotte braun melissa nope no idea. Well, a guy, are you familiar? Uh, not really. Oh, well, I heard this on Tell Him Steve Dave actually for the first time, like years ago, up online. Uh, I think it was prior before he created Sally, he created a, a Charles Schultz created a character named Charlotte Braun, who was supposed to be like a female equivalent of Charlie Brown. And some woman wrote a letter to him saying he didn't like this character or whatever. So Charles Schultz sent her back a letter with a picture of Charlotte Braun with an ax in her head. <laughs> and oh. said, Alrighty then. And I think that, I think the caption said, I hope you can live with this on your conscience or something like that. It's a, I guess that letter is in the Smithsonian now or something, but <laughs> yeah. like, like this is on your conscience now. <laughs> and he, she never appeared in a strip ever again. Hmm. <laughs> it, it would be a deep cut for a Peanuts fan, but I got, I would have laughed. I would have loved to see like a little tease of Charlotte Braun in this film. I think that would have been pretty damn hilarious. Well, his kids wrote it. 
Yeah. Well, it was his son and his grandson, I think it was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. It was family. That's. I know that for sure. Yeah. So. Well, this kind of uh, segues into the next question: Is would this film work if it wasn't animated to match Schultz's style? Because there is a there is a bonus feature in the Blu-ray, at least, that shows them. Uh, uh, Schultz's family gave them like a gave them all the animators like workbooks to like break down step by step how Schultz drew it, so they could animate it the same way. So. Would this film work if it was not animated in Schultz's style? So let's say if Blue Sky did it, much like how they did Ice Age or Robots or Rio or Spies in Disguise, would the film still work if it was animated that in, in that fashion? Or does it work better being animated like how Schultz wait, 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 do it? it this, this is one of those things you can't, you can't, um, you can't change. It, I mean, I mean, they did a really, really good job of mixing the CG in the pencil drawings that Schultz used to do. they It's a perfect match. It looks really, really good. But it still looks like Charlie Brown. If they would have changed it, it's just something you can't do. It's just it's just it's just one of those things you can't do. It would have it would have turned a lot of people off and nobody would have went and saw it in the theater. Nobody. And there was people who had issues with the CGI, which I I I, I find surprising because I think I think I think it's a perfect belt. It brings it, it updates it, but it still keeps the aesthetic of of Charles's original design. So I I think I think they did a I think they did a wonderful job with it. I I agree, and plus you look at the texture on like on the clothes and the hair. Yeah, they, yeah. The, the look that they the, the look it looks just like Schultz's drawings, but then you add that add that texture in there, it just looks flawless. Yeah. Yeah, it looks it, it's it's a, it's a, it's 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 a, it's amazing what they did with it. Now and, and again, you you can't you, you just you can't you can't change the 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 look. You can't change the penciled eyes or or the squiggly pencil look of of uh, Charlie Brown's you know hair. You know you can't you can't change that that aesthetic. I mean, you can make it three D. Because obviously that worked, but you can't change that other aesthetic. You you have to keep those. Mm-hmm. It would be really weird to see it in a different style. I mean, you know, it would still be the same characters and all that, but it would just, it would lose its nostalgic factor. It would just, it would, I think it would lose a lot if you were yeah. to change up the style. Um, and it just would be, like I said a few minutes earlier, just be really weird. (laughs) I would be like, what the hell am I watching right now? Like, (laughs) you have to, you you definitely have to keep the, the original style and it just, because it works and that's who the characters are and what they look like, you know, And, and if you go and change that, it'd just be wrong <laughs> should be a crime against that or something <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah no they they did a, like- a beautiful job with that so and guy like you said even though it's something as simple as charlie brown's hair uh other minor details like that like look at linus's hair uh it's 
done in the 3D rendition, but still looks like how Linus's hair would look. If any other style, they would have tried to give him like a full head of hair. Right. Or you look at the, or you look at the dust around Pigpen. It still looks like it was animated, but it's still, it's transitioned into the 3D or in the animation style, but it still looks like it, as Pigpen would look in either an animated feature or in the comic strip. I mean, um, you know, go ahead. Get- you couldn't give Charlie Brown an afro. Like, that would just be stupid. So. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure there's some fan art out there somewhere. Oh, probably. Anyway, let's let next question. <laughs> uh, does the film benefit from not being set in a certain time? Yes. Yes. Simple yes, moving that. on. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's easy to it. it's easy to they easily could have given them cell phones and tablets and laptops and all that stuff, but leaving it timeless does uh it's sort of like watching Tim Burton's Batman. It's setting that time it's timeless. You can't pinpoint when it takes place. It doesn't look like it takes place in the sixties, but it doesn't look like it takes place in two thousand fifteen. Mm. Well, I got one last question. And uh, that is, can adults learn lessons from this film as well as kids can? If you can't, you might as well be dead. <laughs> oh, wait, That's wait, coming from Guy. Because here, here's the thing: once, 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 once you think you can't learn anything anymore, it, what's the sense of being alive? Because honestly, that there's, there's, yeah. Sorry, that was rude. <laughs> But then again, that's I am. From you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's, I mean, seriously. I mean, you. Anybody. Everybody should continue to learn lessons. And because again, if if you don't, you're not living. You're just not yeah. living. Agreed. And and I, you can learn so much from this film. Like, there's just. So many things I couldn't even begin to start naming the things, but you can you can learn so much, and and that's just how it is in life too. Like you can't the the minute you you stop learning is the minute you're just stagnant and you get extra curmudgeonly and crusty. Like no, true story. True story. Just, you get you get set in your ways, and that is it. You're just. Tunnel vision, and that's it. And that's not that's not living. That's just I don't know. But yeah, there's you know the the never giving up, the being you, and only you, and you know the don't get discouraged, and just you know so many things. And you know watching you know if you you know you watch this movie a couple times, and it's kind of a you know you watch it at the right moment, and it's kind of a good reminder in life, right? Like you you know maybe going through shit or whatever and you watch that movie and it's sort of a good you know reminder like hey you know you you may want to give up right now but don't give up you know keep going and you know so there's so much to learn from it and i think you can definitely learn a lot from it it's definitely uh, yeah yeah i definitely agree with both both you guys with both you guys say um I'd say the main lesson you can learn is is essentially about not giving up. But um, even you take some of the some of the segments in the movie, 
for example, when Charlie Brown finds out that his test was not the perfect test, he easily could have coasted and just rolled with it and taken the credit for having that perfect test, but he still had the uh, the wherewithal to say, hey, this isn't my test. This belongs to Peppermint Patty. Or even the segment with the magic show or the, the uh, talent show, he put his own business aside to help out his sister who was in need. So it goes... It, if an adult can't learn something from this about like putting your own shit aside to help a family or a friend in need or to not take credit for something you didn't do or whatever, something like that, then you, you're essentially hard as ice, essentially. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why it reaches adults so much as maybe that's what helps reach adults so much besides uh, being hooked on that nostalgia factor. Oh, I would think so. It's got a lot, and the film's got a lot of that. Well, kid humor in it, but it doesn't. It, it's a good natured film. Getting an end, it's not filled with like. It's something that like a parent could probably feel good taking their child to as well. It's not filled with like a fart jokes or dumb humor or whatever you call it, but uh, has a good point to it as well as being entertaining at the same time. And it's, it doesn't, it doesn't come off of being low brow or anything like that either. And it teaches a good lesson that parents should want their kids to learn or several lessons. They should want their parents to, their parents should want their kids to learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, if you can, you know, if like parents can take their kids to it, and if their kids, you know, they take something from that, then that's awesome, you know, about like just caring for others and even for themselves, like not giving up or being discouraged by, you know, other things or whatever. It's just, you know, that's great, you know, because not many movies were not not many animated movies really, like where you can take something from it and learn something from it. It's just, oh well. You know, you can't really learn from a fart joke other than laugh at it, you know. <laughs> so, you know, when when you have a film that you can actually connect with and, you know, take something from, then that's awesome. You know, and especially good for kids and for adults, too. Yeah, even a lot of the Disney Princess films are pretty much copy-paste lesson here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the original ones. The the newer ones, not so much. Um, yeah. Even though I'm not a fan of Moana, but that's a story for another day. Could you spend three hours talking about it like Andy, Michael, and Hunter did? <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the Moana. I did not like Moana. I thought Moana, uh, outside of uh, the shiny song, the one with the with the crab or the whatever he yeah. was. Yeah, outside of correct. outside of, outside of that, that movie was terrible. I think I think it's cute. I like it. I mean, it's it was, fun. It was it was terrible. But <laughs> I mean, like the only the only sort of princess movie that wasn't a, a copy paste of like oh it was Mary Prince Charming all that stupid ponies rainbows bullshit <laughs> was Brave. 
Uh, no, Frozen. Fro Frozen is very much. Yeah, Frozen too. Yeah, yeah. Frozen and 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 honestly, Tangles Tangle breaks the Disney mold too. Yeah, that's true. That I, yeah. you know, you know, so there's a few. There, there, there's a few. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but but my my like my favorite out of that few is Brave. Like I absolutely love it. Like Merida really? is my freaking really Brave. I love Brave. Brave. Merida is my freaking spirit animal. Okay, don't judge me. I'm, I'm not. I'm not judging you. I'm judging your taste. <laughs> I get that a lot. That's probably the five millionth time. You know me, I don't care if you like what you like or dislike, I, honestly, but sir, I'm surprised of the people that like that movie, because that movie is boring, and it's, and it's, and it's Brother Bear retold, I mean, I, anyways, I, I'm, let's not, I won't oh, get into it. <laughs> that, the, the, the animation is amazing. Stop. Yes. <laughs> Period. Done. That's it. <laughs> well, so do they treat? Do people treat you like how they treat Meridia and Wreck-It? Ralph breaks the internet. She's from the other studio. Pretty much. <laughs> hey, but you got invited. That was a funny. That was that was a funny bit. When, when she starts talking and they're like, and they they look at her because they don't understand what she's saying because she's got that thick brogue, and they're like, yeah, she's from the other studio. <laughs> I died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that whole scene is actually like that whole scene with the princess is like one of my favorite parts of that whole movie too. It's that's, just that's, all hilarious. That, that, that that's hilarious. I'm not a big uh, Sarah Silverman fan. Her humor doesn't doesn't get doesn't work for me. But man, she's mm -hmm. great in both those Wreck-It Ralph movies. She's amazing in she both is. of them. Mm -hmm. I would agree. So we bring Guy on the show, and here come the side tangents. <laughs> have you listened to the shows that Have you listened to the shows that I'm on? I, I mean, oh, have yeah. you ever really sat and listened? <laughs> wait, wait until you listen to the new episode of Please Rewind. We are all over the place. Oh Lord! Oh, oh yeah, God. and and definitely, definitely wear your earphones if you're going to listen in public for this one. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely, because we, oh, we're like because we, we did Forty Year Old Virgin, and you, you, it, it's not a movie you can talk about um, PG. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yes, it, oh, those are one of the last ones you guys were. I want to say it was you guys get like on a huge side tangent on the seven episode. Very possible. Although I really like that episode, I think we did a great job on this. I, 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 I toot my own horn. I think we did a really good job with the seven episode. I love that movie. We, I was really proud of that one. I'm proud of most of the all the ones we do, but there, there, we. I know which ones are better. The seven, I think, is one of our better ones. That was a good I one. Still have to listen. Not, not quite as good as what we did with uh, Saving Private Ryan. Not Saving Private Ryan is probably the best episode we've ever done. Um, yes. That was that a was great a episode. episode. Yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah. So. I watched that I still... movie recently, and I forgot how just heavy that movie is. <laughs> that very, first 15 minutes, man. Oh. Very heavy. <laughs> that movie is heavy. 
Yeah. Um, great movie. I, yes. I watched uh, because Veterans Day here in in America, in America, Melissa, it was Veterans Day yesterday. Um, yes. <laughs> Stay here. Uh, oh, you have it, it. You have Veterans Day at the same time as us. Yeah. I yes. Know that. See, we call it they, Remembrance Day. Uh, that's see us stupid Americans don't know our cultures. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so I watched Fury, <sighs> which I love. That's one of the newer war movies. Man, it's so good. Um, and then I watched the Liberator that's on Netflix, which is kind of animated or maybe filtered. Um, I liked it. But it's a stylistic choice that's not going to work for everybody. But I liked, I, I like, I ended up accepting it, and I liked the story. But it is kind of a slow burn. Yeah. Okay. Um, and neither one of those movies are feel-good movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, no. so they don't fit with this with this episode at all. <laughs> well, I do have one one last question though. Okay. Kind of, kind of save, kind of save the best for last, or maybe worst. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but my question is: Does Charlie Brown getting a happy ending work, given his reputation? Because we, we kind of hit on that a little bit earlier. Um, I, I, I think, I think it definitely works because I, if you, if you watch the, the the old the old specials he gets happy endings in all of them yes they still treat him like dog shit but um i it, i i i i i it works it definitely works in in because i mean they, there's still the i mean there's still the right no usual uh you know, he still gets a little bit of crap from um, from Lucy anyway. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it works. It works for me. That's because I think Lucy secretly likes Charlie Brown. I think so, too. I think, I think Schroeder is just to make Charlie Brown jealous. I love Schroeder. I love how he 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 is he is he had he has no time for her. I, I mean, here's, here's, I, Schroeder and 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 Linus. I'm telling you right now, uh, they are my spirit animals because both of them got these chicks that are completely obsessed with them, and they want nothing, nothing to do with them, nothing. <laughs> spirit animals. <laughs> They're like. No, no, get out of my life. <laughs> well said, well said. Almost to the point where he needs a spray bottle. Bad. <laughs> well, you think Linus would take that towel and wrap, or take his blanket, wrap it up like a towel in the locker room, and start snapping her away with it. <laughs> I don't know. Sally might be into that kind of thing. I don't know. She's only six. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> She's got a bit much for him. So. Yeah. Your sweet baboo. Yeah. I, I think, uh, to answer your question, so I think 
it works especially in this, this film because uh, how he gets his happy ending, it is, it's not like it just comes at the end where, where like in the, the tree that Charlie Brown picked out isn't half bad, it just needs a little love. It's not the, the kids coming to the realization that at the end of the film that, hey, kids trying. It's the fact that throughout this film, at least, that everything is paying off because the little redheaded girl is noticing all these things. She, she noticed uh, how him helping Sally at the play or I mean the, at the talent show, she noticed um, how he admitted the test wasn't his, um, how he wrote the book report for both of them while she was out of town. So it's not like out of nowhere. She just said, Hey, Charlie Brown, you're pretty cool. It's it, she's noticing all these things. So it essentially, the whole everything he's gone through this whole film has paid off. It's come back around. So all of his, all these uh, trials and tribulations he's gone throughout this whole film have paid off for the better for him. So it's not like her wanting to be his his pen pal and liking him just comes out of nowhere. It's not like oh we better we got to create a makeshift happy ending for this film so everybody goes home feeling good. It the events in the film pay off. It, 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 it they add up to a happy ending for Charlie, and it's it's well earned, I'd say. It, it shows that good things come to those who are willing to that keep pushing through this kind of crap that he goes through. Right. I would agree, and like you know, over the years, like he's gone through a lot of stuff, and then even in the you know the, this film a little bit too, and. But he, you know, he, he keeps trying and he tries so hard and then it finally, you know, comes to fruition and he gets his, you know, kind of a, a small redemption and, and you know, it, it, it works so well for him. And I, you know, um, I think he, he's more than, more than deserving of that, you know, and it, and it kind of is a lesson in life too. Like you, you go through a lot of stuff, but there's always something good that comes out of it. You know, it may be however rough the path may be. There's still good at the end of, at the end of it. It's not always going to be, you know, shit forever. And it's the effort you put in is what's going to bring the good. And, um, you know, that's, that's a huge lesson. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we see him, we see Charlie Brown make a hell of an effort and look where it, it you know, it pays off for him. So, you know, good on him. <laughs> Did you guys notice anything? Do you guys notice anything different about this film? Like you discover anything new in this film every time you watch it? Um, I don't think so. No, not oh. really. I've, I've seen it. I, oh. I, I, yeah, I, I have no. Well, I I was watching. I've seen this film a shit ton, and I was watching it last. Night, I was just paying attention to the background, uh, particularly when they're posting the results for the test. Do you guys know Marcy has a last name? Uh, yeah, it's um, I can't tell you right now. Carly, secret, huh? <laughs> Yeah, it said Marcy Carlin hmm. out of nowhere. Hmm. And but I read a I read an IMDb that said at one point I guess it was a Super Bowl special that they said Marcy's last name was Johnson, but this one it's Carlin, which hmm. I never 
never knew it. It's always just been Marcy since I was a kid. Yeah, always been like always been first names, except for well, obviously Charlie. Brown. Uh, oh, Linus and Lucy uh, have a last name. Well, that's true. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they didn't give Franklin a last name. No, just says Franklin on the on the test results. Marcy <laughs> Carlin, Franklin. <laughs> He's not uh, one of those cool kids, I guess. <laughs> uh, do you guys think they, um, for example, like the, with the War and Peace uh, part of the uh, movie, while Charlie's reading War and Peace, it's a callback to, uh, was it the New Year's? Happy New Year, Charlie Brown? Where Charlie Brown's reading War and Peace for a book report. And, uh, of course, we get the the, the uh, mid credit scene with Charlie Brown, the football. Is there like, any other fan service moments you guys would have liked, or you think they did like the right amount of just peppering in a few things, like the Red Baron or uh, War and Peace or the football? Do you think they should have seasoned in a few other references to the Peanuts Greatest Hits in there, or do you think it was fine the way it was, like maybe throwing the Christmas tree in there? Or no, no, I think it was fine the way it was. I, I, th- I think if they there's a fine line between between um, paying homage, paying respect, and then pure fan service. And and pure fan service, I find mostly irritating. So, yeah, I would agree. I think they they were they were already you know being really respectful and loyal to the original content and characters and even right down to the look of them. And I think along with the little smatterings of stuff, I think it was perfect. Um, it, it didn't feel, it also didn't feel forced. Like it was just, here are these characters, this is what they're doing. And Oh, there's little things in between, but that's it. It wasn't a, Oh, let's just pour in everything. And then it becomes a big greatest hits. Like, yeah, you you can't do that. It's if you're gonna do something like that, it's it's that fine balance, and I think they achieved that in this film, where it wasn't like, oh, let's just throw everything in and whatever. It was just okay. Let's have little things here and there where it's like, oh, you know, a, a true sort of a longtime fan will be like, oh, that oh, that's awesome. They'd be really happy with it. So, you know, I I think it um it works as it is, and it's definitely. You know, it's it's perfect. Yeah, subtlety was definitely the best route to go on. Uh, Melissa and I talked about a couple times before how you look at things that, like, for example, that movies that take place in the '80s, like any like The Wedding Singer or Take Me Home Tonight, how they just beat you over the head with things that were in the '80s. Like, hey, remember break dancing? Remember? Fluorescent colored clothes. I remember all this shit. I remember the flock of seagulls haircuts and shoulder pads of women's clothing. But then you look at maybe Stranger Things or uh, Muschietti's It films, how the 80, it takes place in the 80s, but it's a little more subtle. So you like, uh, when the loser's in the alley, you see Batman on the marquee. It's still referencing, oh yeah, this is in the 80s, but it's not beating you over the head with it. I do like the like subtle nods to past Peanuts things in this film, like like the football during the post credit scene or him reading War and Peace. I think it's going to take a plus it's going to take like a real 
Peanuts super fan to realize that Charlie Brown has read War and Peace before. But um, and Red Baron, it, it could, I think they did a good thing because if they would have had him like trick or treating and had having him wearing his typical his his ghost costume, or if they had the Christmas tree in there, it would have felt a little hand fisted and just straight. You know, you're paying ten, fifteen bucks to go to the theater and just watch what you could have watched at home on Halloween mm-hmm. or Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, and, 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 and here's the, here, here's here's the thing about like some of the movies like take me home tonight the 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 overabundance of the 80s nostalgia stuff didn't work because it it was it it works for like wedding singer because that's what it was about and it it was you know it and it's a silly movie it's more you know playing on the tropes and stuff so it 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 works for the wedding singer it didn't work so much for take me home tonight cuz it felt I, they were both forced but they were forced in a different way if, if i'm making any sense to you yeah, makes sense. So, so um, how would you guys like the voice cast? Go ahead, Melissa. I, I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job. Wasn't one of the kids from Stranger Things in the Charlie, voice? Charlie, Charlie Brown is the uh, Will Byers character, the guy who played with Charlie Brown. Yeah, and. I really like how they got they brought back uh, Bill Mendez Melendez Mendez to do voices Snoopy and Woodstock. That was a good call. Well, and they and they used the trombone guy for the for the parents and stuff, so that was cool. And the teacher, which I guess the teacher had a name too, which I in all the years I've paid attention to Peanuts, I've never known the teacher to have a name. Now, now, if my memory serves me correctly. This is the only time we actually seen the little redheaded girl's face. I believe so. But they, I, like Charlie Brown's been in love with a lot of redheaded girls too. But uh, it might be one of the first times though. <laughs> I, I, he's got, I, I, he's I, got a type. He does. He, he definitely has a type. Redhead and out of his league. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If anything, it's probably at least the first time in the because I think Redhead Girl has appeared in some of the specials, so it's at least the first time we've heard her speak. But uh, yeah, I don't think we've ever seen her face though. If I remember correctly, I don't, I don't think, think so we, either. I don't think you've ever seen the little redhead girl's face because Charlie Brown's obviously never talked to her. So yeah. I would I'd, I'd have to go back and think about it. No, I know I remember watching one Charlie Brown special when I was a kid where. He falls in love with some girl they showed at a football game on the TV, and him and Linus go all over the, all over the planet, all over the country to look for her. And I think it's a redheaded girl too, and he's too afraid to he's too afraid to talk to her. So Linus swoops right in and on his way to steal your girl. But uh. Maybe think of that special reminded me we didn't see uh, the cat in this film. Uh, World War World War Two is the cat's name. World War One. I. I mean, I, I, the cat's not one that that you that that actually has showed up much actually anymore. I don't think most people would remember the cat. So yeah, maybe his name was World War Three. I thought it was World War Two, but I know he's he's appeared in some. Here and there is like a 
an antagonist to Snoopy. Yeah. What'd you think of the cast guy? I thought I thought they did a great job. I couldn't have told you the difference between the old the old cartoons and and this. I thought it was I thought it was well partly one because there's enough time in between. But I I just still think Charlie Brown sound like sounded like Charlie Brown. Linus sounded like Linus. Lucy sounded like Lucy. Sally sounded like Sally. You know, so it, those main four they really nailed it. Uh, even uh. Like uh, Franklin doesn't talk much of it. Still sounds like Franklin and Patty and Pigpen and Peppermint. Peppermint Patty and Marcy sound the same to me too. <laughs> I love. I love. I, I my one of my favorite things is is the 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 absolute difference between the two and how uh, <laughs> Marcy calls him Charles and Peppermint Patty calls him Chuck. I just I, just, yeah. I love I love that. I just think that's great. <laughs> that is great. Though when it comes to Peppermint Patty's infatuation with Charlie Brown, who's out of whose league there? Because the redheaded girl's out of Charlie Brown's league, so is Charlie Brown out of Peppermint Patty's league, or is it vice versa? Peppermint Patty has nothing but confidence, so <laughs> that, that that girl that girl is nothing but confident. She is she is full blown confident. So yeah. <laughs> She she is not she is not shooting above her weight class at all. She she, <laughs> she that woman with that kind of confidence she can have anybody she wants. She gets right to the point. We're gonna do this or what? Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to hold my hand, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> you slide dog. <laughs> you slide dog. <laughs> She's great. Well, we all, only if you look at the Thanksgiving special, we know she's like that because she invites herself to Thanksgiving at Charlie Brown's house. Oh, and by the way, I'm bringing Franklin and Marcy with me, too. Well, and, and, and that's the thing, because in, in, the, in the comic strip, they went to different schools. Marcy went to a different school. I mean, uh, um, Pepper and Patty went to a different school than them. Um, Charlie Brown and Linus were not in the same grade. Linus is yeah, younger. Yeah, because Linus, Linus is younger. Yeah, Linus is younger, you know, because he's he's Lucy's younger younger brother, and uh, so yeah, so so you know they took a couple of liberties at with it, but it it works fine. I think it works. I think it works fine, but I I can see some people getting a little uptight in the butt. Well, I was what I think probably one of the first times I saw this film, I was thinking about that. I'm like. I don't remember Peppermint Patty and Marcy even being in the same class. Yeah, they they, they school like yeah, it even comes know. off that way. In the, it comes off that way in the strips even. Like, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They're they're from a different school. They, they know them from uh, baseball. The baseball stuff. That's how because they they play together in the sports together. So that's how they know them. But you know, obviously, they put them all in the same class. Makes it easier, I guess. It's it's fine. It didn't bother me at all. I was fine with it. I got over it pretty quick. And anything else anybody wants to bring up about the Peanuts film? If you stay all the way to the end, you get you you get a you get a mid credit scene and you get an end credit scene for this. Let's see. I've seen the, the Snoopy and his family. And then at, at the very end, after the credits roll. 
the Red Baron's plane is still flying and it and it and it dies and falls into the lake. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I've seen that part too. Yeah, I've seen that one too. Um, I do love the Red Baron stuff in this more than I have loved the Red Baron previously. I think what I like most is when Snoopy is sneaking around and he is it Linus he takes from behind while they're singing the Christmas carols out in front of the house, and he's like army or crawling. He's uh, doing like a crawl across Peppermint Patty's Christmas lights and shit. That's a call back to uh, a couple of things because because they've always sprinkled in the spe- in some of the specials and obviously in the strips his rivalry with the Red Baron and him being trapped behind enemy lines. And stuff like that. So, so you know, there's that. And then the mid credits is completely fan service towards uh, all of Snoopy's family because all of those, all those, all those dogs are some related, some relation to Snoopy that you've seen in previous comic strips, not necessarily in the specials, but in the comic strips. The mo- most only, mostly uh, Spike, his brother. I thought they were all his brothers and sisters, though. I think all of them, obviously, except for Fifi. Yeah, Fifi, of course. This is the first time we've seen Fifi, or has Fifi been in other iterations? Mm-hmm. I want to say that we've seen her before, but I would be lying if I could tell you that 100%. Yeah. Trying to go over what almost 70 years of Peanuts history. and Well, well and it's not, not like I, it's not like I... I, I've kept up on the on the old stuff. I haven't even watched the the holiday specials in years, to be honest. So, yeah. uh, I, I don't know why. I guess got a huge kick. I've seen it how, how many times, and just every time Snoopy takes out Linus from behind when he's behind enemy lines, <laughs> cracks me up every time. Yeah. I think it's one thing I talked about with Melissa before too. And um, does Snoopy's relationship with Charlie Brown seem different to you in this film? Because it seems like I think Melissa and I talked about on our our live video about it how he, Snoopy almost almost trying to treats Charlie Brown like uh, like a, an owner pet relationship, only roles reversed. But it seems like Snoopy has more affection towards Charlie Brown in this film by teaching him to dance and like helping him with the redhead girl. And then it seems like there's a lot, a little bit more of an affectionate relationship between Charlie Brown and Snoopy in this film than that's always, we've seen that's in the past. That's always been a back and forth thing because some specials, some and some of the strips, he's exactly like he is in in this movie. And then others, it's it's more of the of the feed me type 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 stuff. So I. It, it, it's 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 not it's not unprecedented um, for him to be like that in this movie. Um, I but I do believe they they brought it out more for this movie because obviously, you know, Melissa is still here. I am. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> You're like Guy in the Avengers episode of Real Fans. Guy went silent for half an hour while Jamie Leroy fought it out. (laughs) Yep. Everybody went silent. Everybody went silent in that thing. 
I still remember like, hey, and it was Andy Chapman, hey, guy's still here. <laughs> <laughs> now Melissa gets her moment in the sun. Hey, Melissa's still here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Melissa, what are your thoughts on uh, the Snoopy Charlie Brown relationship in this film? I, I like it. It's it's you know very much a they're they're friends. That's you know he you know like even Charlie doesn't even get mad at at Snoopy for eating all the cupcakes like <laughs> as he's going to the dance. You know <laughs> he's just kind of like oh you know. And you know, shrugs it off with a smile, right? And it's just such a good, a good friendship they have. And you know, especially yeah, when he when Snoopy teaches Charlie how to dance and all that stuff. So yeah, I I love it. I think it's 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 just they have a fun friendship. Yeah. He even puts his ego aside when he's done when it's his turn on the runway. He gives up his turn on the runway for Charlie Brown too. Let me see Charlie Brown's going to step on the dance floor. So, Who's that kid with the big it, nose? <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, was the girl that got the perfect score. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Say peppermint mm-hmm. pads like an idiot savant. She can play sports really well, but she can't tell when it's a dog wearing a sweatshirt and sunglasses. I, I think <laughs> there's a running joke that she needs glasses, if I remember correctly. Hmm. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I think there's been a running joke through the years that she needs glasses. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen any of that with that though, because I know there's times when she knows Snoopy is a dog. She, She's never she's never had the glasses, but I think there's a running joke that she needs them, and she won't get them or something like that. I yeah. So. I know cause I know there's I, I guess she's that easily fooled when Snoopy puts on disguises because when Snoopy's out of clothes, she's well aware that Snoopy is a dog. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Never thought Snoopy was the master of disguise, but apparently, smartest girl, smartest girl got the perfect score on that test. Can't tell if it's a dog in clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey guy, guy, you got any closing thoughts on this film? Uh, It's a good film. It's a fun film. Um, Man, if you need to pick me up. Put it in and watch it because it'll definitely it'll definitely make you it'll definitely you're smiling throughout its runtime and you're having a good time doing it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Melissa. Yeah, like th- this is this is the one the one movie that yeah I I can't like I'm just smiling from ear to ear all the way through, especially at the end where you're just like the biggest smile comes from me at the end because you're just finally happy ending all that like it's just awesome and yeah it's yeah it's such a flawless charming fun film and you know i got got nothing but good good things to say about it so yeah 
Yeah, like you guys said, it it is the perfect pick me up film, especially with the shit show that 2020 has been in more ways than one. Uh, you're grinning ear to ear, and even when the even when the happy tears flow down, you still have a smile on your face. I've said it once, I'll say it again. I'll admit my manliness. The his Niagara Falls when Charlie Brown hugs Snoopy at the end of the film, man. As many times as I see this film, I, I keep telling myself, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. God damn it. I'm crying again. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that's all you need. It, it's, it's that perfect heart, and it's such good. It pays tribute so damn well to an intellectual property. Mm-hmm. So damn well. Yeah. And I don't know what else can be said about the film. It is a perfect feel-good film. There's a lot of films out there you could say it's a feel-good film because it dumb shit makes you laugh. Like uh, Monty Python, The Holy Grail is on my honorable mention list. Is it a flawless film? No. It'll pick you up, but the Peanuts film is, uh, the Peanuts movie is a perfect feel-good film. And yeah. A guy, thank you for coming back on the show. You're the first person in our three timers club. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna write your name on one of my couch cushions. <laughs> Don't worry, there's already DNA there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what's so sticky earlier. <laughs> I eat my meals on this couch, guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, welcome welcome to some guy seasoning. <laughs> well guy you, the door is always open to come back if you want to come back yeah yeah anytime you want me I, I'm, I'm usually I'm usually good for it so well we love you that much we're willing to work around your schedule cool uh, guy where can our listeners find you um I'm on twitter at galactic scumbag Instagram at galactic underscore scumbag. Um, obviously, we've mentioned it before. You can hear me on Please Rewind. You can't hear me on the... the Oh, crap. The Hunt for Red October episode. Um, I had something come up last minute. So the guy, I told the guys to go on without me. But I'm usually on every other episode of that one. Um, I'm on most episodes of Dark Tower Radio. And, um, and yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I can speak from experience. Guy does not disappoint on social media as much as he <laughs> does not disappoint. And you guys are talking about your favorite episodes of Please Rewind. I'm still going to say it. It's Jurassic Park. Best Please Rewind <laughs> episode ever. <laughs> still the best. Jesus Christ, guy. <laughs> yes. I like was just two weeks ago. I sent a picture of a Laura Dern action figure to a guy while I was at Target. <laughs> that episode. That may joke get, will never not be funny. That oh. episode may get referenced in this last episode that we just did. Oh, oh boy. boy, I can't. I can't wait for Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I. I had. Uh... Seen what was oh it was Empire Strikes Back on the big screen very recently, it was awesome. But the preview they had like kind of 
um, they had previews of movies that they were going to be showing at the theater, and one of them was Jurassic Park. So I got to see Laura Dern with that same facial expression on the big screen. It was hilarious. <laughs> I, I saw it at the drive. I saw it at the drive-in back in August, and I had the same thought. <laughs> um, I ruined that movie for a lot of people. <laughs> It I never stops being too. funny. <laughs> Me too. That will never stop. It's like the greatest in joke ever. And I, I, I can't remember what episode you said it on with Rewind. You just totally broke Jamie on it too. All you had to say was uh, Laura Dern, and you broke Jamie in half. Well, because because uh, I was plugged because I just been on your episode and I and I said the name and I commented how much of a mouthful it is to say. Nerd Night in Nations, and then I said, I feel, uh, I, I feel like Laura Dern and Jamie died. He absolutely <laughs> died right there. <laughs> I was on my lunch break when I heard that about spit my water out. That's how fucking. <laughs> I think I think Mikey was that was on that episode uh, with you was sitting in the car next to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you okay? Like, yeah, I just, guy just dropped the uh, Lord Dirt again. <laughs> God, I, I, I'm actually surprised that that, out of all the things I've said, that's the one that's become the, 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 the joke that everybody thinks of when they think of Please Rewind Now. Because I've, there's been a ton of others that I've done, but nope, that's the one that just seems to kill everybody. <laughs> Which is fine, but still. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It's got, if people are going to remember Place or One, it's going to be because of that. Or Tim saying Jesus Christ guy. Jesus Christ guy. <laughs> I'm going to text Tim. Like, hey, you need to like, do like a, a compilation of just all the times he said Jesus Christ guy to you. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, Melissa, where can the listeners find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MissMelissaN25. Um, and then they can also, if they want to, I have a new Instagram page for all my weird and strange drawings that I do. And it's called Scribbles of a Wannabe Drawer. So you can find me on there if you want to check that out. And where can they find you, Jared? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at QCA underscore Mista underscore J. Um, well, I don't do much anymore, so most of all you see now on my Instagram now is pictures of my cats or pictures of my beard. And Twitter, I don't get involved much anymore, except for our podcast, it seems like. But um, as a podcast as a whole, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at United Nations Podcast. Uh, you can still find us on our home of Podbean and Apple Podcasts. I'm still working on getting us on Google Podcasts. Um, I'll get around that too eventually. And uh, yeah, on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review so people can find us. If you want to hear more guy, just comment guy, yes, more guy. <laughs> Jared, clean, hashtag Jared, clean your couch. Ha, 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 ha.
Uh, we love having Guy on the show. We hope to bring you back again sometime. We'll just have to bring you on where we just do nothing but side tangents. Sort of like how the first episode you're on turned into. <laughs> we'll just shoot the shit about stuff. You, you pick a topic, and I'm sure I can find a way to go off other ways. So. <laughs> We used to be like that. We kind of owe, we owe you and uh, Mikey and uh, Lisa from I Love That Movie a, a bit of thanks because when we started doing these uh, these roundtable discussions, um, it kind of helped us stay on point a little bit. We didn't want to be at all bullet points, but we wanted to like, have right. an outline, so it gives us something to go on. So we're still generating discussion, but not, uh, but not taking three hours to talk about it an hour-long movie or what 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 have you. Yeah, yeah. But, you, you, but you, still you, have you, a good, good you're chat. You're still talking about the, the, the subject and not somehow ended up in a conversation about the economic uh, resurgence in Paraguay. You know what I mean? So... So we, we owe you a bit of thanks for that too, as well as uh, my friend, our friend Mikey Rare and uh, Lisa from I Love That Movie. <laughs> I, don't which, uh, think, I don't think you owe me thanks for that because I still go off on tangents. So, <laughs> oh, we do too, but we we have actually helped. We've uh, we found out we've we've honed them in a little bit, hmm. a little bit, not too much, but no twenty minute side tangents about the Mandalorian while we're talking about Christmas stuff. <laughs> well I don't want to take up any more anybody's time anymore so let's bring this thing on home so guys the world's still pretty scary out there we thought we'd be through this mess by now this late in the year in 2020 but apparently we're not And so hang in there be that guy resist the urge to smack somebody as long as you can <laughs> It can it can be downright difficult sometimes. Difficult, downright impossible. <laughs> True. Agreed. But uh, we're gonna, as always, we are nerds, and we're pretty proud of. It. We're gonna leave with this advice to help keep you go through 2020, and as far as it needs to be into 2021, be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>